0: What's up, Wolfpack Nation? Welcome to the third episode of Toughy Talk. As we kind of were hinting out a little bit, got a big treat for you guys today. Really looking forward to it with the interview of the one, the only Garrett Bradbury, center for the Minnesota Vikings, former, former NC State center as well. And with that being said, we won't waste any more time. Let's go ahead and get right to it. <laughs> Hey Wolfpack Nation! Uh, this is Layton Smith uh, giving you the third episode of Tuffy Talk here with with my co-host, Making Adams, and with our guest here, Garrett Bradbury, center of the Minnesota Vikings, uh, multiple year star NC State. We're so excited to have you here with us, Garrett.
1: Appreciate you having me, Layton. Le- uh, um, fired up to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about Wolfpack sports.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, and again, I mean, we want to obviously take an opportunity to, to, to talk about you, obviously. I mean, obviously just finished your second season, uh, started all 16 games so far. So, I mean, I guess I just wanted to kind of start off with Garrett, just kind of reviewing. I mean, obviously, again, just like I said, you finished your second year. What are your kind of overall thoughts or if you had to evaluate your first two years, what would you kind of say about it?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a lot different than college. That's for sure. Um, Rookie year, you know, it had its ups and downs. It's just it's a different game. The NFL is a whole lot different. Uh and feel like I improved a lot from year one to year two. And that was a big it's kinda year one. You're not really you don't have an off season. You finish your college season and then you're kinda straight into combine training and then you get drafted and then it's just a lot of new things, new routines, new expectations and uh so it's just there's a lot of new things and then had a good off season and entered this past year and um, definitely felt like I improved, improved, felt light years, more comfortable um, just with, with the playbook, with the system, with the schedule. I mean, it's everything. It's crazy. When you go to year two, you feel like you're like a five-year vet mm-hmm. versus just a two year. So um, felt big changes, big improvements over, over that and just going to try to look to build on that and going into year three.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, how was it kind of, uh, uh, I guess, adjusting? Because obviously I know that with a center quarterback that there's got to be that relationship there, obviously, uh, because, I mean, I know that you're kind of viewed as kind of the quarterback of the offensive line. So, I mean, was, uh, I mean, how did it kind of feel kind of taking on that role as kind of that quarterback and then, you know, being the center to Kirk Cousins, uh, you know, obviously a veteran in the NFL?
1: Yeah, you know, I've learned so much from Kirk. He is one of the smartest guys I've ever been around. He's seen a lot of football. Uh, and so it's one of those things that I didn't want to just come in and start barking a bunch of orders and like, you know, it's kind of, kind of a gradual process. I think guys got to see kind of who I am, my work ethic and stuff like that. So it's going to, it was going to take some time to kind of grow over time. And I think the more comfortable I am, the more comfortable I am with Kirk and, and Kirk with me, it just, it takes reps. It takes a bunch of practices. It takes games. It takes, the both of us seeing a bunch of different defenses together and kind of by the end of it, um, you know, we're kind of firing all cylinders communication wise. Like I'm seeing what he's saying and it's just, it's a much better working relationship. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And sure. then and that's great. And then the last thing I know, uh, we were just kind of talking about this, but, uh, I know obviously the, the weather was, I'm sure a huge uh, change, uh, obviously, luckily. I enough, can imagine you know, that's crazy the, cold
2: up there. <laughs>
0: uh, Vikings play indoors, luckily. So, but I mean, I mean, you know was it a shell shock at first you know going from north carolina weather to snow and cold all, almost year round i would say
1: yeah absolutely i think the, the biggest change was the type, type of weather in fall camp as you know mm-hmm. layton where it can get pretty muggy and get pretty humid in those late july early august practices but then i came up here and it's like 75 and sunny and beautiful like not as humidity is not as bad and i'm like wow i, I could do I can definitely do camp practices like this yeah. and then Halloween rolls around and you get like an eight inch pile of snow that drops on you and you're like, Whoa, Halloween, Like it's October. Yeah. Um, and so now I'm up here with my fiance and there's about 12 inches of snow on the ground. It's about 17 degrees daily. So it's, it's a different living up here, Yeah, but we love it.
2: Good. Good. So you, so you touched on that whole being up there with the whole draft process. I know people talk about like all, I mean, I hear, you know, I've watched videos and interviews and that kind of thing, but was it, what was that like for you? I mean, like before that, how different is Minneapolis from Charlotte? Let's start with there. How, how, how much different is it?
1: You know, we love, we love the twin cities. You have, it's unique because you have two very big cities, um, right next to each other. They're like eight miles apart. And so, yeah. and with very different vibes, different things to do. There's a ton of good food around here. And there's kind of like a, a term called Minnesota Nice up here, and that's true. Like okay. it's kind of like southern hospitality, but it's just everyone up here is like super nice. Um, so they're good that's people. Cool. They're super like welcoming, and um, so in terms of that, I mean, I love Charlotte. I love the Twin Cities. So they've both been great cities. The weather's obviously got to be the biggest difference. Um, yeah, it's got to. So, be so like
2: difference. so so with that, I mean, so that's. I was always curious about that because I've been to Charlotte. I've never been to Minnesota, let alone Minneapolis. And I I was figured with the weather, you know, big city like that, I didn't know how, like, much of a culture shock that was.
1: Yeah, I mean, you just get used to it. I mean, it's not like when everyone's like, "Are you just freezing your butt off up there. I'm like, you don't really go outside. Like, it's 17 degrees, and the only time I'm outside is, like, when I'm walking to my car, you know. Like, we practice indoors pretty much every day. We play indoors. Um I know like there's a big tunnel system downtown to where you don't have to go outside. Um, so it's, you just, you just kind of adjust to it. And I'm not like hanging out outside all day in October, November, December, like I might be in, yeah. in Raleigh or Charlotte. So.
2: Yeah. So going back to that draft process thing, what was, so I'm, i me so I kind of cut in with the Minneapolis question, but how what was that like when you were going into it? Like I, did, you know, Minnesota was a really good chance that you could end up going there. I mean, did you know you would end up going pretty early? How did that? How did that work out for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you try not to get guess where you where you think you're going, but um, you can kind of narrow some teams down but based on like their position needs, where they're at. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really think that Minnesota was like super likely, but I didn't think it was out of the question because uh, they had a really good center in Pat Elflein, who's one of yeah. my best friends and. Um, so I was like, you know, they have Pat, I don't think they'll take a center, but I think they saw Pat's versatility and that he could move to guard and, and be just as good for the team. And so you you, you don't want to play the guessing game because then you're going to get disappointed or surprised. Yeah, and so I just kind of want get to stay level headed and, um, trust that God had a plan and I'm going to go wherever I needed to go. So.
2: Amen. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome.
0: And because one of the things too, Gary, which uh, I don't even know if you, you know, see, I'm sure that's been mentioned to you, but uh, uh, obviously one of the biggest accomplishments for you, which I would say, uh, especially coming off of another state grad, Phillip Rivers, how he's very well known for being that uh, guy that starts game in and game out. And so for you coming in as, as a rookie and starting all six, uh, 16 games for two seasons and actually being, the only Vikings rookie to do that at at center. I mean, what would you kind of attribute to to that happening? I mean, to staying healthy, being successful in that manner and being on the field every game.
1: Yeah. You know, that's something that I feel like kind of started in college with coach Ledford and coach Doran, Mm -hmm. um, something that they said and something that is said all the time in the NFL is that the best ability is availability. Um, Mm -hmm. So you kind of just like, you got to take some personal pride in that. I mean, it's the NFL, like you're not going to feel great on Sundays, but uh, what's interesting is it's such a longer season because like what's, what's a college season It's 12 games and then maybe a bowl game. So it's 13 games, right? Right. My rookie year, we had four preseason games. It's 16 regular season games. And then we Mm -hmm. played two playoff games. Yeah. So that's 22 games (laughs) at a much higher level of competition. That's that's almost two college seasons. And so your attention and focus in college is like school, football. Like you have a lot of different things going on. In the NFL, like one of the biggest things for me is recovery. Like you kind of got the playbook down, you got your schedule down, but it's like, what can I do day in and day out to get my body ready for Sunday? And so that's kind of like
2: food, cold tub. What does that look like?
1: it's a lot of different things. It's, it's cold tub, hot tub. We have a cryotherapy machine at the, at the facility. I get acupuncture work done every week, massage work every week. I get an IV every week. I get, um, an infrared sauna. I mean like that is huge. I got like a sunlight and infrared sauna that was just awesome for muscle recovery and stuff like that. And, uh, diet, nutrition, supplements. I mean, it's, you're just I'm trying to do whatever I can to like find meds edge yeah. to just recover my body more. So,
2: so going all the way back, kind of going back to when you were in high school, I, I remember I, I followed the recruiting stuff pretty hard. Um, I followed back then it was, you know, there was pack pride and there's like Wolfpacker and some other ones out there. Now there's inside pack sports. I remember you were again, like a tight end coming in. I think you were the first committed that class. I think this, I think that was right. And I think you played some defensive line in high school. If you had looked back, did you have any – would you have ever thought that you'd be playing offensive line and, heck, you ended up winning the Remington Trophy in 2018? Would you ever thought, you know, I'm playing tight end a little bit and now I'm going to end up being, by the end of my college career, the best center in college football? Would, what would you have thought if that had ever crossed your mind?
1: If you had told me that in high school, like, hey, you're probably going to be able move to O-line – Honestly, probably would have went the baseball route. I would have tried to find whatever <laughs> team would take me to play baseball. Um, I would have been like, yeah, that's just not Yeah, that's for not me. for me. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: to be honest with you, but uh, once I got to NC State, because, like, a few schools were recruiting me as they were like, hey, we like you at D-line, maybe O-line. That was kind of like UNC Charlotte was saying that. And um, App State was recruiting me really for O-line, but I didn't know it. Uh, and I yeah. was just like, you know, I'm going to play tight end and, Coach Faulkner at NC State, like, loved me as a tight end. I was like, all right, that's what I'm going to play. And then I got there, quickly moved to D-line, and then kind of wanted to move to D-line because I saw myself, all right, if I'm a tight end, I'll probably be more like a fullback-type role, and I'll get, like, I don't know, 15, 20, 30 snaps a game. D-line, if I'm second string, I'll get, like, at least 20 snaps a game. So I was like, I just want to be on the field because in high school, I didn't leave the field offense or defense. Um and then Doran made the, made the decision for me to move to O-line. I didn't even have a choice. Really? Yeah. He just
2: kind of told you straight up, you're going to O-line.
1: Yeah, it was I finished my redshirt year, had shoulder surgery, and then I asked to be moved to D-line. So I spent like January to August D-line, but I was still recovering from surgery, so I was just kind of like in the room working out with the guys. And then day one of fall training camp, coach Doran invites me into his office and goes, "Hey, just want to let you know, we're going to move you to a line. Um, and here's why I was like, Whoa. Okay. And I mean, his reason was like, Hey, you're going to be second string day one. Like you will get 50% of the reps, like all fall camp. I was like, you know, I just want to play like whatever you think that's best for me. I'll do it. And it was the best decision anyone's ever made for me. So yeah.
0: Because who was cool. first string? Was that when Schooley was there? or Yep.
1: Yep. Schooley was there. And it was – well, I wasn't at center initially. I was at guard. It was Alex Barr at left guard, mm-hmm. uh, Tony Adams at right guard. Mm-hmm. And Barr, okay. between Schooley, Bar, and Tooney, they had like three or four years each of starting. Right. Um, so got to like kind of see how well they knew the game and got to like see an experienced offensive linemen's work ethic and how they approached everything so that was awesome um and so i was kind of like in a reserve role me and tyler jones were kind of the next two guys to go in mm-hmm. and then the next year i started at left guard so yeah
0: it's cool and because uh you know obviously yeah i mean you went into getting coached by coach Ledford, who ended up going to louisville and then he ended up coaching uh, a guy who also went in the first round i mean how much of your success would you con- contribute to Coach Lefford? I mean, it's obviously that he's, he's, he does something right. Let's put it that way. Yeah, right.
1: I mean, he's he's one of the best. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. And he's um, he's going to go as far with coaching as he wants to. Uh, yeah. I, I think – I actually talked to him today. I talk to him all the time. I'm still really close with him. Awesome. He's the, I wouldn't be where I am without him. I know that for sure because I think what he does so well in coaching paired well with me and what I do so well. Uh, it was like the perfect fit and just from a work ethic, from a, the standard he expected of the room. It was just, he was perfect for our room at NC state for the guys. I think we had a lot of success because of him.
2: Good. Good. So you, uh, I was looking back at some of the games and I feel like when you mentioned being a tight end, you thought, okay, I'm going to be a tight and I'm going to be a fool back, put my hand in the hand in the dirt kind of thing maybe. And, or just that, that kind of tight end where does that touchdown play rank in your mind when it gets ECU? Cause I watched that and I, that celebration at the end is just cracks me up whenever I see that.
1: Oh, that was a blast. That was, that was a top moment for sure. Yeah. Um, I didn't think it was going to get called cause it was, it had to have been like the perfect scenario. And I think someone like intercepted a ball or recovered a fumble and returned it like to the one yard line. Yeah. It was like the most perfect scenario. We I think it
2: was up- McLeod. I think it was McLeod. If I remember correctly. Yeah. I mean,
1: it yeah. was just, it was like the late in the third quarter, fourth quarter, we were up by a lot. It had not been the perfect scenario, and so it happened. And coach gave me the nod, and so I was like, "Let's do it." Um, That's awesome. It was, it was a lot of fun.
2: Have you now? Have you the real question? Have you shown Coach Zimmer that play?
1: No, I have not. I've got, <laughs> I've got a lot more of my play to play worry well about. Yeah, uh, that'd awesome. that would be awesome. Can run the ball. So. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: But but you do know that if, if that ever happened, I mean, state fans would just lose their minds. Let's be real.
2: Absolutely, be I a- think Vikings fans might lose their minds.
0: <laughs> well, well, Vikings fans are like, what are they doing? And state fans would be like, well, you know what they're doing. They're, they're doing smart <laughs> here.
1: Yeah. No, we have plenty of guys that can score touchdowns. That I don't. I do not need to be in the end zone. Fair but right. I'll be there celebrating.
0: Yeah. Right. Um, so, so, and cause one, speaking of, uh, another big moment, uh, that really stood out to me as well was, l- uh, last year when you guys beat the saints in overtime in the wildcard game, uh, one of my favorite moments is seeing you guys in the locker room after the game and Kirk is making a speech. And then we see you in the background and he does his famous, you like that. And it, the room just goes crazy. I mean, I would assume that ECU touchdown and then I would guess that moment is pretty up there i mean that that was that that was that was so cool to watch
1: absolutely and playoff football is just different i mean everything is just turned up a notch everything's on the line um that was so fun i mean i didn't think it was unbelievable um no one thought we were going to win except the guys in that locker room uh it was just it was a special day it was a lot of fun
2: yeah good that's cool so have you gotten to watch much of the state team this past season
1: yeah, you know, it's funny because state always plays at noon, right? And so we're yeah, always, it feels like it. Always plays at noon, but then we got some seven o'clock games this year.
2: A lot of them. Yeah.
1: Out of out of like nowhere, finally got some seven o'clock games. But we're actually in meetings at at the hotel at night for the seven o'clock games. Because yeah. the noon games, I'm usually able to watch as long as we're not traveling. But right. the, most of the seven o'clock games wasn't able to because we were in meetings at the hotel. But, yeah, every chance I could, I was watching them. They they did their thing this year. I was, It was a lot of fun to watch.
2: Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of the uh, offensive line? I know, like, I, w- I, saw, I heard that they do the handout even, like, and, you know, they have these, like, gimmicky kind of things whenever there's, like, a turnover or something, like, on other teams, like like a turnover bell or, you know, the Miami's gold chain. What do you think about that, pan- handing out the pancake syrup at the end? Oh, it's Y'all awesome. been doing that for a while? It actually,
1: it actually started my senior year. Doran started it. Oh, yeah, okay. We'd just be in the – every uh, Sunday after the game on Saturday, uh, he usually stands up there and he kind of goes over the stats, like um, time of possession, turnovers, kind of the big stats as to why we won yeah. or why we didn't. Uh, and then he usually gives, like, player of the game, offense, defense. And then senior year, he just started to throw a bottle of syrup to whoever – he'd show, like, a really good highlight of a pancake, and he'd throw that – That's awesome. A guy a bottle of syrup. Mm-hmm. Um, and That's so awesome. watching those guys – I mean – a lot of those guys had a lot of bottles of served this year. I know that. Yeah, it was, it was fun to watch. I love
2: watching. I mean, I love watching Icky just lay a guy out all the time. He seemed to always get the highlight of the talk, at least. But he's a freak.
1: Know. Oh, he's a freak. I wasn't there with him. I was there with a lot of the other guys and Spees and, and Gibby and Joe and Wit. Um, so yeah. it's a lot of fun to watch them and how they've progressed over the years. Um, but watching yeah. Icky, he's a freak.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. They all they all did a really good job. I was just really impressed with them just having. You know, no. Everyone had talked them down the, from the previous year, and you know, Leary gets hurt. You feel like, oh, Bailey's starting. You feel like he's your backup. You don't feel like you got much open. then it just. I, I was really impressed for them, but that's that's cool. You got to watch them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And because uh, we're we're. we're over your, your – I guess it was probably your first year. Were you able at all to come to any games? I can't. I couldn't remember anywhere I saw you there, but
1: – No, I wasn't. The only game that it would have lined up good, our bye week, we played uh, in – it was at Georgia Tech, I believe, in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just spent the bye week to go see uh, some friends and family. Um, and then this year, obviously, we were kind of locked down, weren't able to do anything. Yeah. But definitely looking forward to being able to do that. That's going to be a weird feeling to be on the sidelines for a game. I know.
0: Yeah, um, yeah,
1: cause I always thought it was really cool when, when the NFL guys would come back
0: mm-hmm. on
1: Saturdays and they'd be on the sideline. And so it's, I, I definitely look forward to that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, hopefully you got an exciting schedule this year and hopefully COVID, you know, will will allow it and, uh, for you guys to come back. Uh, and, uh, and so speaking of other NFLers, uh, I'm sure you've had some run-ins with other, some other NFL state players like BJ Hill and Justin Jones in the center. Oh yeah maybe even Chubb a little bit. Uh, Absolutely. Um, you know, I mean, do you guys talk about that often, kind of share tapes from the games of, oh, I got you here or and I got you there? Oh, yeah.
1: Well, well the thing with BJ is that he thinks he won, he thinks he wins no matter what, every situation, all the time. <laughs> yeah. So it's really <laughs> hard to talk with BJ because he just thinks the world of himself and he will always say that he just –
2: Oh, he's probably going to see this clip later.
1: <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully. Because I try to talk to him. I'm like, dude, because we were, ran all over them when we played the Giants last year. And, of course, he was saying, no, y'all just got so lucky. Like, we were tearing y'all up. And so, it's always banter with BJ. But, no, it's, it's really fun. It's weird to line up against them again because that's what we did every day for practice for four years. Yeah. Played, played Justin. Played BJ. Played AJ Cole. Um, played Phillip. Yeah. It's pretty, Naheem. It's pretty cool. It's it's awesome. There's yeah, so many NC State team. guys in the NFL.
0: Mm-hmm. Is it uh, interesting at all blocking for, I mean, Dalvin Cook? I mean, you know, you wouldn't say necessarily it's like a UNC running back per se, but I mean, you know, he is he, he was a former conference rival. I mean, did, did that, you know, did, I mean, do you guys talk about that at all? Like when FSU plays state? I mean, do you guys kind of talk about that a little yeah, bit? Yeah.
1: You know, I talk a little trash about how, how bad they are lately. <laughs> um he always reminds me of how much he used to ran all over us so it's kind of it's kind of a give and take give and but, take um, yeah dalvin's one of the best teammates i've ever had he's just mm-hmm. such a positive guy um he's the leader of the team he's awesome
0: yeah yeah great and uh yeah i mean so i mean really i guess kind of the next big question is i mean so what are your expectations for next season i know that uh it's it's definitely time i know a lot of vikings fans are ready for you know super bowl ready for a championship ready for ready for it all i mean uh, what are your expectations? I mean, I mean, I mean, how close do you think you guys truly are to to, to winning it all?
1: Uh, we have all the pieces, that's for sure. Uh, we caught this year was tough, you know. We didn't even make the playoffs, and if you had told me that at the beginning of the year, I'd been like, "There's no way, not with all the talent we have." Uh, and so, we're going into year three with this same offensive system, and I feel like we were clicking on all cylinders offensively. Uh, I think we finished top five in the league in offense, top four in rushing, something like that. Um, So, you know, but we have to help the defense. Defense has to help us. It's a team game, special teams. Yeah, There's just games where, like, the defense, they were firing all cylinders and we weren't, um, and vice versa. So we just got to put it all together. You know, I hate to use the injury excuse, but um, we were missing a lot of guys this year, you know, with uh, Pro Bowl linebacker Anthony Barr uh our our nose tackle that we signed opted out Daniil hunter who's in my opinion the best pass rusher in the nfl uh had neck surgery at the beginning of the year i mean that's that's three big big pieces on defense that that we get back next year so i'm excited to see what we can do full strength and obviously the expectation of super bowl um I, i feel like minnesota's never won a super bowl and so i think when we win a Super Bowl, it's the the place is going to shut down. It's going to be insane. Oh, it'll be a win. It'll um, be a win. Probably similar to what like, a, a championship at NC state would look like. If that can oh, kind yeah. of give you a good picture. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I've already told my wife, I said, whenever if, if, if state gets back to a championship, we're going to be there. I don't, it does not even, not right. even question. That's
1: yeah. just how a lot of state fans feel. That's how a lot of Vikings fans would feel. They'd all be there. And cool. They'd all be screaming their butts off. So
2: yeah, that's cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I guess kind of, kind of getting to it from the state side. I mean, from what you saw this year, I mean, do you feel like, I mean, state's got the pieces to, to get there or, I mean, how close do you think we are? Cause I mean, just like you said, state fans are dying for it too. So, I mean, I mentioned it, I mean, from, from your end, you know, even specifically from the offensive line side, even if it goes that far, what are your thoughts are on that?
1: Yeah. You know, it's, it starts, it starts up front. I mean, that's, I truly believe that. Um, and I think there's a great offensive line coming back. I know you're, Losing a McNeil up front, he had a heck of a year. But I know there's some good defensive linemen coming back. Uh, and so as long as you're good up front, I think you can do whatever you want to do. And I, I trust Coach Doran. I think Coach Doran has been unbelievable for NC State. I think a lot of people don't understand. Me too. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I think a lot of people don't understand um, how much he's changed the culture there. Uh, that's from when I first got there to what it is now. I mean, it's, it's pretty awesome to see. So I trust everyone that he's hired along the way. It's kind of crazy. I just saw that Coach McDonald's leaving. Yep. Uh, and he was yep. actually the last coach on staff that I had. So now every coach on staff other than Doran, I did not play under, mm-hmm. which is pretty crazy to think about. But there was turnover while I was there, and he always hired. He always said, he's like, you know, I'm either going to hire the same or better than what there was before. Yep. Um, and from what I can see, that's been the case. So yep. I'm excited to see what they do next year. Um the sky's the limit. You have Coach Dorn. You have Coach Thunder. Those co- and Justin Smith in the training room. You have those three pieces in place, and they've been there for a while. So mm-hmm. I'm excited.
0: And can't can't forget about Country making 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 no doubt, right. no
1: doubt. I got to shout out country. <laughs> country and
0: country. yeah, yeah, That's definitely, awesome. uh, definitely. Yes. Smoke's the man. Um, Yeah, no, I mean, that's something that that, I mean, I think just like you kind of said, Garrett, that I know from from my time with being with the program that I've I've been preaching, trying to preach to a lot of people that I mean, it's 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 a process behind closed doors that not a a lot of people get to see or really understand until you really are in that room. And uh, when you see guys like one of the moments that really stood out to me was I think it was in 2016 when we lost to Boston College um on that last play, um and seeing in the locker room like guys like like Steph, like how hard it hit him, you know, that he felt like he lost the game for us. I mean it just you could just see how bad we wanted and how close we were and and uh you know you just knew that eventually that that we were gonna learn from that. And as a program we were going to take the next step. It was just a matter of time. And it was a matter of just you know just Getting the guys to kind of help take that next step, and I think for for you guys with you know Ryan Finley and you know Kevin Harmon, Steph uh, Jacoby, and then having Chubb, Justin Jones, those guys, I mean, there's no doubt in my opinion when you look at this team compared to before Doran got here, it's night and day, night and yeah. day, night and yeah. day there. So
1: yeah, it's um, not close.
0: No. So um, so and I'm curious too. So. Uh, so again, just like uh, making was saying, you, know, you were one of the first people to commit to us. So, what really sold you on state to to commit to us? So to commit to state so early? I mean, what what was kind of the the you know that
2: what kind of hit the nail? What on sold the you on them? What sold you on state? I guess yeah. What sold you?
1: This this probably isn't a good recruiting pitch, but it was really just my best offer. Um, I only had yeah, I only had Fair three enough. um three choices, and I did re- commit pretty early. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I had Charlotte. Um, Colorado state and NC state and power five ACC football coach Faulkner was on me from the beginning really wanted me. So I was like, I'm going to go play the highest level of football I can. And they want me. Yeah. I'll sign up for this. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, it was in Raleigh, a beautiful city. I love the coaching staff. I like what coach Doran was about. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, it was a perfect fit, but I only had three options, so I can't sit up here and say, you know, (laughs) Hey, you got to take the best opportunity for you. you yeah. Yeah.
0: And so, uh, so I'm curious. So where, where do you have that Remington trophy? Do you have it sitting on your mantle somewhere or, uh,
1: it's at my parents' lake house in Lake Wiley in Charlotte outside of Charlotte. Oh, cool. Um, cool. it's 80 pounds. So uh, really? It's, yeah, it's thick. It's, um, so shipping that up here would probably cost about 200 <laughs> bucks. So, um, yeah. it's at my parents' house right now.
2: Yeah. That's cool.
0: Wow. And so, and so tell me about that moment, you know, when you got the news that you won the Remington, I mean, Again, just it, it, it's it's such a special thing. I mean, like, you know, like, you know, seeing a player like when Chubb won, uh, you know, his trophies postseason. I mean, it's, it's got to be one of those things that, uh, that I mean, I know from us as state fans and us as state program that we love to hang our hats on. So, I mean, to, to win that, I mean, and to see where you came from. I mean, uh, what was your initial reaction? I mean, like, you know, did, like how long did it take to sink in that you just won? Yeah, you thing?
1: know, I, we, we had a pretty good season up front as an O-line um numbers wise we were running the ball well we were protecting the quarterback ryan was getting that thing out mm-hmm. um and it was kind of in the back of my mind but obviously i had to still focus on the season like yeah might, might be a finalist for this might be like semifinalist, whatever
2: mm-hmm.
1: and i knew that like the the list of finalists like i think there's three where it was coming out and i it wasn't really like i wasn't like locked into it or anything and we were coming in for like a typical Wednesday or Tuesday or whatever. And I get called to come up to uh, coach Doran's office. And I was like, Oh boy, I don't know what this is about. (laughs) Um, And so I go in there and him and coach Ledford are in there. It was like early in the morning. And he was just like, you know, I just want to tell you that you have not only been selected as a finalist, but you have won the Remington trophy. And I was oh, like, what, wow. well, what?" So I didn't really know like how the process worked at all, so that he just like dropped that bomb on me and we celebrated, and I was just completely in shock. Mm-hmm. So the three finalists are announced, and only the winner flies to the award show in uh, Atlanta because they do a bigger banquet in Lincoln, Nebraska. And so they kind of had to figure out travel plans, and so that, that's why they tell the winner so early. And so I found out and I was like, oh my, like just fired up. Coach Ledford was fired up. Yeah. Um, wasn't really supposed to share with a lot of people, but I had to share like with Tyler and Big oh, T yeah. and the other starters on the O-line. Um, and so honestly, like sharing that with them and seeing their excitement for me, that was as cool as, as hearing that I wanted. it. Um, yeah. So that was, that was definitely a special day.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, that's, I mean, even when you just that's told really me that, cool. that what Dorn said that I, even I'm like, Wow. That's I can't yeah, imagine it was that. crazy. That's, that's it was amazing. Crazy. Amazing moment. And so, so last, last question, a, a fun question here. So what would you say was your, is your favorite NC state uniform combination that you've worn wow. that you've seen? I know I, I'm, I'm putting wow. you on the spot here, but uh, you know, hey, you can even give me a couple since a it's on the last, since the last moment thing, I can, I'll even give you a couple options if, if you want them as well.
1: I'll just go two options. Okay. Uh, the first one, in no particular order, would have to be what we wore on Thursday night against Louisville. Oh,
2: yeah. That,
1: that was probably my favorite game of my college career. Um, oh, okay. The, the black, all black with the chrome, that, that was unbelievable. Uh, and that game and the crowd and the result of the game, everything. And then the second, I just have to go red, red, white. I think you just – just the classic, okay. um, the go-to. I, I think it looks so clean.
2: The red, red, white looks like really strong to me when you look at it on TV. I don't know, it just looks strong. Yeah. yeah
1: probably those two. Just the classic look and then I really like the all black and the chrome and just that game. So but if we would have lost that game, I probably wouldn't have said that. But that was <laughs> just it's just the worst, worst uniform ever. <laughs> it, it was it was just such a fun day.
0: Yes. No, I Change. mean uh, we, we actually talked about that in the last episode, how yeah, I mean how electric and just
2: i mean obviously the, the environment it was, insane. it was insane yeah we did like we did like a top five dorn wins at state and mm-hmm. we both had that at like number two or number that one somewhere team. in there yeah. so yeah
0: it was a big win so it's up there it was number one the pittsburgh game this year
2: uh had pittsburgh. He had, he had pittsburgh. i had the uh mm-hmm. i thought it was that game when y'all I think you're on the team when y'all went down to Florida State and beat them on the road. Yeah, I can't believe I thought the,
1: the Chapel Hill wins are number one for y'all. Oh
2: no, it's on there. It's, I mean, it's it's number. Th- I think we had Chapel Hill like number three. Yeah, which one? We were just talking about like what uh, 2016 when you played Trubisky and yeah. it was like 28-21. Then I thought honestly, I kind of put in there when you had. Um, the glad when Reggie had like five rushing touchdowns yeah yeah hit that and wrong the fight zone. The end
1: of the game that was fun yeah well because we tried
0: to try <laughs> to keep it as uh you know what were the big wins for Doran not necessarily because I mean obviously for state fans I mean any any Carolina win top five usually yeah. Yeah, you, so, top five should all be Carolina uh, games <laughs> but we tried to do it for what was big for Dorn, and and uh so 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 that so I mean to beat Uh, you know Lamar Jackson because I mean obviously going to that game they were Lamar 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 and as 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 I kind of said in that after that game they were talking about NC State and chubb and and I mean yeah yeah, I mean so uh so yeah no cool deal well uh yeah so thank you Gary again for for uh, joining us really appreciate it really appreciate uh, appreciate it man uh, good luck to you man for for this upcoming season we're cheering for you rooting for you hard man and uh, and hoping just like you said that you can deliver that championship and hopefully. Along with it, NC State can deliver us the championship.
2: That's no what doubt. And I'll tell you, dude, State fans are really like—I know a lot of State fans—they watch guys in the NFL. They get—they're really proud of guys who can do that. So it's—they, yeah. you know, for me being a fan, I know late being a fan, it's like really cool to see y'all out there and repping State and absolutely Miami, as well as y'all are. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Appreciate you guys having me on.
0: Absolutely, no problem. I do. Well, again, stay safe, Gary, and appreciate. And we'll talk soon.
1: Sounds good. All right. All right, everybody. That was the interview we had with Garrett
2: Bradbury. Um, we had a really great time with that interview and getting to speak with him for a little while, talk a little bit of the Vikings and the Wolfpack. And I thought he had a really good stuff to talk about Lane, And what, what kind of stood out with you in that interview?
0: Well, really, to me, uh, you know, still seeing again him him laugh about the times that uh, stayed you with the ECU uh, touchdown and uh, laughing some yeah, about that, that. That was one of the big things. But uh, really, to me, about the uh, – uh, the availability quote that he had, you yeah. know, that was something that uh, he kind of reminded me of um, when from my time of uh, watching state football. And I know that was thrown around a lot, but I mean, I I think that's 100 percent true that availability is, is the key thing. And, and to be there every single week to play is a huge thing that that sometimes goes unrecognized, but yeah. is definitely not. Thought of until it's not available.
2: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, for me it was it was the stuff like that was a really great quote. I think it was like the the best ability best ability a player can have is availability. Yeah. Um, but for me, it I really liked hearing all those little stories that you didn't know, like the background things, like um, you know, hearing that how he found out about the Remington Trophy was just getting called up to the office, and yeah. he had no idea, and then he got told um, before anybody else really knew, and. Um, I like the perspective he had on how, how much more it is from a physical standpoint, having to play in an NFL season, you know, he said, you know, 12 to 14 games in a regular college football season. And then you have, a, you know, for his first rookie season, I think he said he had 22. So yeah. that's just, you know, almost doubled when you put that in perspective, that goes to show you how much more players in the NFL have to invest into, you know, t- taking care of their bodies. Um, you know, watching film, you know, doing yeah. the reps. That's, was pretty impressive to me.
0: Yes, it was. Yes, it was. So, so definitely uh, hope, hope you enjoyed that Wolfpack nation and, and definitely please feel free to uh, subscribe and, and, and like this video and comment below with anything, any comments or feedback that you have to us. We'd love to hear from y'all. Uh, make sure to please tune in for next week's episode and, and please feel free to follow us as well on, on Twitter and Instagram and listen to us again uh, on Buzzsprout. And with that being said, just everybody, please stay safe uh, and always go pack.